0: Hola, y bienvenidos a Word to Your Mama, un podcast blog acerca de un madre latina navegando el mundo de los negocios y la vida mientras construye su tribu. Eh. I don't know if that sounded okay, but there it is. Um, Big shout outs to one of my uh, Spanish instructors, Alex Alejandro, I appreciate it. He's the one that um, translated my, my tagline in Spanish. Um, welcome to episode six. This is the one with a good friend of mine, Kano Kid, an amazing artist, animator, crazy New York dude. He's one of the the four of us from your Heard hashtag Thanksget. And uh, I wanted to change it up a little bit and talk about, focus more on a little bit of his influences, on his current health journey, and then we get into a topic we discuss in episode two with Lilium and Elisa, colorism and all that stuff, and discussing the N-word. So let's get into it. He's funny as fuck and uh, he's Latino, and just because he doesn't look Latino doesn't mean he isn't Latino. He's Ecuadorian. His people are Chinese, Ecuadorian, uh, but not Latino nonetheless. Um, Just because I'm not as as fluent in Spanish as I want to be doesn't mean I'm less Latina, right? Especially the way I look. So, I mean, it's a spectrum, kids. It's a spectrum. You can be all different shades. You can uh, or cannot speak Spanish. It doesn't change the fact that you're Latino, Latinx, however you identify. Um, I hate Hispanic. I don't identify as that, but whatever. Do whatever you want. So yeah, let's get into this with Kano. uh, A Latino, creative, from the streets. Nice. Um, All right, man. Kano. Kano kid. Um, I refuse... I refuse to say your government name. That's I will not fine. do don't. it.
1: I won't do don't. it. Nobody nobody calls me by that unless they purposely want to fuck with me,
0: but nobody calls <laughs> me by that. Yeah. You know I love to fuck with you, but I still won't do it. Like it's it it doesn't it doesn't fine. work for me. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. I don't actually I don't believe it. <laughs> don't, That's good. I don't I be- appreciate that. <laughs> I don't believe in your government <laughs> name. Uh
1: yeah. My <laughs> slave name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kano kano um hailing from queens repping well, we'll nyc record, oh boo oh, we've we been recording, recording fool we ease right. into it E, we ease you know so it's all just right. a convo it's just a convo we here we here um you like how i did that i'm just like you're probably like well you know where i'm from bitch why are you saying all this shit <laughs> yeah, I'm just like earth to richie what's
1: going on but go ahead yo uh talk me up <laughs> I'm here for
0: this. <laughs> so the good thing is that what I like to do is I don't do the big intro on someone until after I record. And so I don't okay. have to do too much. But here it is. Here you are. But what I wanted to talk about how, you know, you're from, you're one of the hardest repping New York people that I know.
1: True, Love it. You true. can always,
0: you can always. Like you've been, you've been out of NYC for 10 years, right?
1: In 10 years now. Yep.
0: So we got to tell the story though. Like, so we, we, how we met, we, I think my side of the story is that we met because we're part of, um, Marca's, uh, toy. What was it called?
1: Yeah. He'd released a, um, big buddy series, which was a, a, it was a blind box series and he had a bunch of artists in it and knowing how Marca is, he had some West coast peeps and East coast peeps. Uh, you were on the West. I was on the East at the time. And that was around the time when the toy was released. So there was an event in New York and an event in California.
0: Yeah, and then so we like met online. Yeah. I think it was kind of like the beginning of Twitter. Didn't I meet you like on Twitter? Maybe I can't even remember. I just remember the first
1: time I saw you was on. Uh, uh, there was uh, they were doing interviews at San Diego Comic Con around Dove's booth. <laughs> I think Marka posted it. And he was they were interviewing all the artists that were present. And then you were talking and I was like, yo, Marco, who's this chick with the combat hat? You had like a military hat on. And I was like, they ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't no Spanish girls in this toy game. Who's that? He's like, oh, that's Rissy. Da, da da da. I was like, oh, all right, me find out, yo. And then <laughs> and then flash forward, yeah, I ended up moving to California. And the first day, yeah, like the first day.
0: You landed. I think it was a
1: there was a, yeah, the first day I landed, we checked into the Safari Inn, and that yeah. night there was a party at Woe's Place. Yeah. Woe's and Palmetto and all those guys. And I was like, uh, you had been hitting me up like, yo, are you going to this thing? And I was like, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't even, I, I suck at geography when it comes to California now, and I've been here for 10 years. So back then, I probably thought it was like around the block, you know what I mean? Like, and it was not. So you, were like, so you were like, yo, are you going to this thing? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll go. Um... Bad move in hindsight. I'll let you know why, but uh, but yeah. So you, the first day I'm here, you picked me up with Karen, your homie Karen, yep. and we ended up uh, driving out to Woe's place. And the whole time, I mean, we're, there's traffic. It took like an hour and change it was to get there.
0: It was raining and shit. Remember, I ended up yeah. going on the bus on the wrong lane because <laughs> I could. Do you remember that? All I know
1: is <laughs> all I know is that I'm in, in the back seat of this car with these two chola chicks driving. <laughs> My first night in L.A., we're on the road for a long time. And I'm like, yo, this better not be some fucking initiation shit right now. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, yo, when are we going to get there? This has been like an hour and change now. So anyway, the whole time you're asking me about, uh, like, you're asking me about woes and all these guys. And we're like a good 40 minutes into the drive. And I'm like, yo, I don't really know these guys like that. Do you know these guys?
0: <laughs> and we're like, nah. And you're like
1: yeah nah we're just going to some stranger's house and fucking because yeah i mean i know i know those guys from well we would go to san diego comic-con and there was always like a party i'd meet them there yeah. but it wasn't like i knew them like, like they you were, were people, homies you know?
0: and you like talk nah. on the rag and shit like that and and nah. so just so people know like Woz was part of the was part of the series so that's how we kind of all knew each other and i think i met I think I met Woes, and then maybe once, I think they came to my birthday party. We had like this dope birthday party, uh, with my home, um, with my homie Joshua. He had this crazy, like, uh, penthouse loft downtown with like indoor, outdoor. It was like dope. And so he, I I invited, I had just met them. I think maybe we just did the big buddy event downtown at, um, at Crew And, um, then I was just like, oh, you guys should all come or whatever. And so they came and I think that's but we didn't hang out like, you know, it was like I was one of the, the hosts and shit. So they were there and we kind of talked. But other than that, I don't think I had ever talked to any of you fools, really. Um, but yeah, you did it right, man. We showed you right. It's like, boom, we come in, we swoop you up. And for those who live in Cali or live in, you know, Southern California, live in L.A., you guys know how far fuck we went to pick his ass up in Burbank. To go to San Pedro, that's <laughs> the yeah. <a> fucking far. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was far.
0: It was raining, and I remember we were talking, talking, talking. I could kind of barely see, and I remember I was like, "Oh shit!" I, we were on some like there's there's a grip of lanes, and some are like the um, the uh, the what's it called lanes? I can't think of the word. Why can't so I think of the, the- word? Carpool lanes, lane like the carpool lanes, right? And then there's the ones that are just like for buses only, because we have some crazy system on the one on the on the one ten going south where only buses can go because the the bus stop is in between all of the freeways. Right. So it's like a bus only lane. So I'm on the bus only lane and shit. And uh, but we end up making it. We end up having a good time because it was like woes at all like a group of art people. It was good times. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of people there. Yep, yep. So, like, going back to why I regret it, yeah. like, okay, like, so I regret it because, like, I kind of <laughs> fucked up in it. The first day in California, stay in a hotel, my wife's pregnant, okay. little daughter's there, and I'm like, I'm going to go out with these people I don't know, and I'm going to go party. <laughs> you know, bad move. Bad move.
0: In hindsight, my L's. not not a good look, but, yeah, you, you know. <laughs> you're a mom now. You're now mom I get now. it. You know, you now I get it. I,
1: yeah, yeah, the bad look.
0: But at sorry, the time sorry, I didn't Tony. I, at the at the time I didn't notice anything wrong, right? But if I was a yeah, mom. I was just like, yeah, I'm going.
1: But uh, <laughs> my wife was like, Where are you going? I'm like, I'm she was like,
0: Word? <laughs> and then when you got home, <laughs> what? What the fuck? Yeah.
1: She was like, must be nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, good wow. good fucking times, man. So so I met you and then I don't know, like, I guess we just like Started hanging out, me and you and Sked and Shane and like I started meeting everyone, kind of like right one after the other at different events. Um, Yeah, and Shane wasn't part of that. I don't know how I started. No, I think you know. You know what? You introduced me to Shane. Shane Jessup. Is that right? Yeah, it was at Crew West. It was at um, that one. What's his name? Steve is his name. Steve. He had the bot.
1: Oh, yes. Steve yeah, Tolkowski. Steve he had yes. the sketch bot toy. He yeah. had a release at, uh, that's when you met him? I thought you met him before that. Nah, Shane. like
0: we maybe talked, maybe Twitter or something like social media or whatever. And then you were like, oh, yo, this is Shane. Okay. And I was like, he doesn't, he doesn't look like the dude in the picture. Cause either he had hair or didn't have hair. Like it was weird.
1: Yeah. Like in the pictures, like, uh, New York, Shane had like a bald head and yeah. like a, a beard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so then we like, got out here, he he let it, He let his hair grow. So yeah, he I was like,
0: who, who, the f- f- who the fuck is this? And then so, and I don't know, we just like started hanging out. And then um, I like I talked in the first episode I talk about, you know, we had this is in my first rodeo podcast rodeo that we, you know, we started out with your herd show. Uh, hashtag thanks get. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and but we started that. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of remember how that started, but we started that. We were, like, trailblazing. No, hardly well, yeah, anyone we start, had one.
1: We, we started it because we just found, uh, we were, like, kindred spirits in this uh, toy space. And we were kind of like, yo, this shit is, like, like, I mean, it was kind of square and nerdy and yeah. geeky. And there was, yeah. like, not really that much hip-hop about it. And we all spoke the same language. So we were like, yo, let's let's do, like, a podcast where we're all, like, talking and talking about blowing shit. up. T- blown up spots and talking about corny people and just like you know <laughs> slow your roll and this slow and that. So it, was, so it was very much like it was like drink champs kind of without the booze, but like we were really like no old bar, just talking shit about people and uh, at the same time talking about art. And at the time, like I wasn't going out as much as you guys, but you guys were like going out to all the art shows. So we actually had a lot of stuff to report back on. Yeah, and I thought it was cool because you know when I moved to New- when I moved from New York and I moved here. You know, when you look at L.A. art scene from, like, social media point of view, and if you're in New York, it looks like there's tons of shit going on every night. And there actually was. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like, man, all these people that want to go, you know, that want to know, oh, yo, how was this show? And how was that show that I had a piece in, but I'm in New York and I can't make it. Like, I want to hear how it went. And we would happen to be at those shows. So I was like, yo, we had content for it. So it was, like, cool to just have a podcast about that. You know, life changes. We got busier and we weren't able to go to shows as much as we used to. But uh, that I think that was the initial part of it, you know?
0: Yeah. But then also, don't you think, like, it changed? Like, even if we did have a podcast, we, we wouldn't have as many shows. I mean, right now we're in a fucking pandemic. But pre-pandemic, it, it, like, it seemed like it shifted, right? Like, not that many people were going. To- Maybe there weren't as many shows. A lot of places shut down. They didn't make it. Um hmm. It just seems different. Well,
1: well, I think the scene changed a lot too, right? So like even us as artists, we kind of went from like uh, going to a lot of custom toy exhibits to like going to like art festivals and like mural, mural events and stuff like yeah, that. So yeah. we also kind of like shifted in the industry, like the, the, the custom toy shows and all that stuff. That kind of died out and those stores kind of like didn't last, like you said. Uh, but then there was like other shows and we just kind of just shifted to events, I think. Because yeah. you know, we're gonna, we're gonna music, you guys were going to music festivals that combined art with music festival, and we were going to Art Basel and stuff like that. So it's a little different than just like, you know, just a gallery 1988 show or just, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, we, so, we were yeah. evolving that, we were evolving ourselves as people, as artists, and then the scene was evolving and shit. Um, But talking about how, you know, doing, doing research. I was like, let me be professional and let me do a little research, but you've talked about it before. We've had conversations, but you know, one of your inspirations and in, is, uh, Keith Haring. Yeah. And it, was it because of him? You realized that you didn't have to do like, what was it about him? Was it because he didn't do just one thing and he brought like commerce and, and made it accessible or what was it about Keith Herring that that got you going into it?
1: Well, for me, Keith Haring. Um, what I, what I mainly liked about Keith Haring was that, you know, if you're coming up as an artist and you go into art schools, there's always this competitive thing that is like, there's always a measuring pole of like how good you are as a draftsman, as an artist. How good can you draw equals how good of an artist you are, right? And Keith Haring was like the first person who I saw having a very successful career where he was just doing really simple line drawings, right. So it showed me that it's not about as it's not about how good you are, but it's about how you can promote and sell what you have to offer. You know, you could spend your whole life trying to perfect or master an art form and you won't get there. But if you spend time just kind of like like, yo, this is what I got. This is my bag of tricks. Now let me market it, let me promote it, and let me find a lane for myself with my own style. So he was the first person who I saw do that. I'm sure there were tons more, but he's the first one who caught my eye, and the fact that he was doing, like swatch watches back in the '80s mm. and doing uh collabs with uh like Absolute and like all the things that all the ill artists do now, right? Yeah, he was doing, that's like, real sneaker collabs. Like, I mean, all all of that stuff, all that streetwear stuff he was doing, and he had a store. He had a he had like you know the pop shop. I mean, the, everyone's doing pop live now and like pop this and pop yep. up events, and his was like. Literally the first one that had like that sort of name to it, and you know he he was uh you know later I found out that in the art world that was looked down at I was that say. he was doing so much commerce and stuff, but I didn't know that as a, as a teenager growing up yeah. I was like man I as a teenager growing up and like growing up doing graffiti and like drawing cartoons you want your name everywhere so I'm like that guy's stuff is everywhere yeah you know so that's why I always admired Keith Haring and I thought he was like a you know he he was a nerdy looking dude and he never I felt I felt like he he was uh he was cool with that he never was trying too hard to like you know fit into like the urban quote-unquote landscape or whatever he was just himself but that was pretty cool
0: staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y B-P-O dot to schedule your no-obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. panoplybpo.com there is a better way. For sure. And if you guys, you know, haven't seen the documentary on Keith Haring, what is it, Universe of Keith Haring, I think it's called, you, you have to see that and then you just, if you didn't know about him, you learned so much about him and if you knew about him, then you just, like, I just loved him even more. Seeing that and I think, like, I just did a talk recently and I was talking about how, you know, especially... You know, I'm a little bit older than you, but growing up, if you only you can only listen to one, everything was compartmentalized. You can only it's like if you listen to hip hop, boom, it's only hip hop. If you listen to new wave at the time, it was called new wave, boom, that's it. Like you couldn't like all these different things. Like now, these kids grow up with the internet and have access to the world and streaming and all this shit. It's like it's it's weird if you don't like all kinds of genres of music, right? And at the same yeah. time, it was like people were telling me, like, you got to stay in your lane. Like, what do you mean you like hip-hop and you like this? Like, what do you mean you like uh, Special Ed and The Smiths? And I was like, I I like yeah. them. I like them equally. Like, they're as equally as dope to me. I love them so much. They do the same thing for me in different ways, blah, blah, blah. And then it went to art. I was like, I'm not a... I felt like I wasn't an artist because I was like... I'm not like homeboy in my... Uh, <laughs> in my uh, arts high school, like, you know, uh, where he's, like, drawing 24-7. Like, you see him at lunch yeah. and he's drawing. And I was like, well, I don't feel like an artist because that's, that's what I thought was an artist, you know? And it wasn't until, yeah. like, Keith Haring and, like, me living life. And I was like, I'm a, I am feel like I'm just a creative person. And, yeah, like, I can, I can draw. I can do this. I can do that. But I like so many different things. And I think that's what Keith Haring kind of, Embodies right where he's just like I'm a creative, but I want my art to be accessible. So if you can afford my three thousand dollar, ten, twenty thousand dollar piece, boom. But my shit is on a pin.
1: <laughs> yeah, a
0: couple. Yeah, of but dollars. like
1: I mean, uh, I mean, also he was like you know he's a guy who was criticized a lot when he was alive because he used to give a lot of stuff away. Mm-hmm. Like in the art industry, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to kind of like keep tallies on, on your artwork and where it ends up. But he was like, you know, he was always drawing in sketchbooks on skateboards. He would draw on everything, you know. And his style was helped him do that because it was so simple, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, for me, you know, I just thought he was dope for just making the most of a technique and what he's doing. And you know, I come from both schools. Like, I was I, I, I trained to be as good as I can be as a draftsman so that I could work in a industry like animation. And then once I was there, I kind of like went back into my roots and wanted to just be more expressive with my own style and my own art. So I have like uh a lot of respect for people who, you know, like who make a hustle in a, in their own lane out of like their style or their art, their personal stuff. Yep.
0: Yeah. So uh I was, I'm taking these I don't know if I I don't think I told you guys I've been taking these Spanish classes and stuff and So, um... You don't know how to speak Spanish? I know how to speak Spanish, fool, but I'm trying to speak it at another level. Another level. Otra nivel, okay? Oh, (laughs) okay, okay. I'm conversational. I want to get... I'm like, they told me I'm a B1, a B2, and I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, there's like a chart, a European chart, blah, blah, blah. You're like intermediate, you know? And I want to be advanced because I want to have conversations like we're having... But in español, And so I was yeah. talking to him about something. He's like, Well, he's like, Oh, eres artista, and I was like, see, sí. and I was like telling him, and I was like, I was like telling him, I was like, I don't like the word urban. <laughs> right. Right. But I was doing research on you and I saw that um your alma mater. I to... Alma mater, that sounds fancy, guys. <laughs> I'm listening. Your alma mater. Um said that you are street culture and you do street culture inspired art. And I was, and I was like, Oh, I like that. I was like, so what do you use street artists, urban artists? What are you, what are you comfortable in using to describe your, you know,
1: you know, being that I grew up in the nineties, like I always said it was urban like urban being a bad thing has just come to my attention recently since I've been doing stuff for, like, you know, Spots for Nick Jr., they're like, you can't use that. I was like, oh, word? All right. (laughs) So, but I always thought myself as an urban-ass motherfucker, you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, so I guess I can't use urban anymore, right? So, um, but I I always think, you know, when the term street art came out, when I first started hearing it, I felt like... like, I felt like I was a street artist, but not in the Banksy sense. In yeah. the sense of, like, I'm an artist and I'm from the streets. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a street yeah. artist. I'm a, like a, I'm a, like an art hustler. You know, that's yeah. why I always use the term art hustler. Because it's like, I do what I need to to get done within this art world to, like, pay the bills and, and live my life. So uh, whatever pocket I fit into. Um, so, like, I always, like, uh, so, yeah, a, a, a artist from the street. A, a street artist? I wouldn't say because street art... I mean, I automatically think street art, I'm out there wheat pasting some yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So that's not me. You know, even like when people say, uh, oh, such and such is graffiti artist," like I'm not out there tagging up. I paint with a spray can, but that doesn't mean like I'm a graffiti writer. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though I might've originated with like a tag, but I'm not, I can't claim that because I know so many people who still live that life. So I'm not really about that life. Right. You know, I'm a mild mannered,
0: hooligan. <laughs> Mild mannered hooligan.
1: <laughs> Mild mannered hooligan, you know?
0: <laughs> From the streets. Um, yeah, I was just, I was wondering about that. Cause I was, you know, just, it just, I don't know. I just don't like the, it, for me, urban has like maybe a, ne- I don't know if it's a negative connotation or it's just like, I feel like it's more than that shit. And I feel like I like the street culture inspired. Like I'm like, you know, will we, how we express what your heard show, what the, what the podcast was. We, we, we discussed art from the street on up. Like we have the certain sensibility and stuff. And that seems to be like a running theme of the podcast. Like you heard when I was talking to Lilium and Elisa, like the knob B productions crew. It's like, you know, we have the similar sensibilities when I was talking about that to them, that I had to get that, that flavor and that, that vibe from the dudes. I was talking about you motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like you guys got it. Like we banded together because we were in a certain scene that was maybe a little bit more nerdy and geeky. And we wanted to be together with people. Like you said, knew the vernacular, knew the, knew the history. When we talk about shit, you drop somebody's name. We were not like, what does that mean? Or who is that? We just, we're just knowing, you know, any, any hip hop reference, any street reference. I don't know all the graffiti references, but for the most part I do. You guys, you know, if it's above and beyond, I ask questions, but, you know it's a certain certain yeah, vibe. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to find you know I'm trying to learn
1: about why it shouldn't be used in the word urban, you know, and i I'm all ears, I'm listening, you know why yeah. I shouldn't use it, but like there's times when like uh, for example all right if the <laughs> <laughs> if there was all right, if there's a heaven and after life, there's a man standing there' and be like, yo rock and roll people go over here." Urban people <laughs> go over here. Like You're I'm going to urban. For sure. For That's me. That's all me. 100. <laughs> right. So I'm going to the urban line right there. Uh, so that's kind of how I see it. I always felt like that was like the appropriate title for me. But I understand like some people think that oh that's that's what uh, uh um white America labels is a safe word or whatever you want to call it. Um I can understand that too.
0: You know? And I think for like me, an old, I'm an old, I'm an old model out here trying <laughs> to
1: survive. You know,
0: <laughs> I think for me, it's because yeah. I come from the the music industry, and I saw we all saw how they would use urban, you know, for for a certain type of music, and then it would be less yeah. than, you know, what I'm saying. It wouldn't get the play. It would be, you know, an urban show would be labeled like, ah, oh, that's a hard show, to, you know, we to sell tickets, and like it's all it was all kind of like. I don't know, like negative, kind of sort of. So I
1: know, I know for me, like the one experience I do have with that is when I came out here, I had a meeting uh, while I was working at Warner Brothers and I had a a meeting with like the president of Warner Brothers Animation. And I just kind of, it was more like it it was a meeting just to introduce myself. Like, yo, I work here. This is all the shit that I do. In case you guys ever work on some shit that's fly like this, I'm your guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was like an introduction. I was basically pitching myself for like potential projects. You know, so I was like, because uh, I had heard they were doing some stuff, and I was like, "Yo, I gotta let these people know who I am." Da, 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 da. So, um, So, but I remember the guy telling me the president—he's mad cool dude. He's actually from New York, ah. and he was like, "Yo, um, yo, know, you know what the problem is with pitching shows that are like urban or like hip hop oriented is that when you pitch these shows, these shows come along with with the culture when you're in a pitch meeting and most of the people in that pitch room don't identify with that culture. So they pass on it without understanding. Mm-hmm. He's like, I get it. But like, this is a committee thing. So people don't get it. So like when you go in, you know, and everybody, all of us that come from our, our, our like, uh, generation, our shit is weird. We're trying to rep to the fullest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're we step inside a place and we're trying to tell our stories. And we're trying to be like, yo, this is that, that. for whatever reason, we need to let everybody know that we're from the hood and blah, 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 blah whatever. <laughs> but I know that's me, right? So, like, so they're just saying, yo, I, just so you know that coming in, if you want to get a show and you're pitching this, you already have, like, um, like, you you already have some strikes against you yeah. and you're working right off the bat. But this was also, like, you know, now it's a little different, right? You got people like Lena Waif and all these awesome production houses that are doing projects. But this was, like, in 2010. You know yeah. what I mean? So. It's different back then. Now I feel like uh, everyone's more open, open to it. But uh, but back then it was a little
0: different. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Um, also, what I wanted to uh, talk about is everyone that comes on here a little bit code switching. So do you did you find you because you're in the animation world when you, in the corporate in your corporate sense, like your day job, and you you know you're contracted or whatever. Do you find yourself have you since the beginning of time, did you have to code switch or it's not really like that as an animator and what you do?
1: No, thankfully animation has never really been like that. There's all kinds of different people in animation. And everybody knows me for being like the dude that you <laughs> I, I actually clown I clown around a lot in animation. <laughs> it's like everybody knows me for being that guy. Um, so like um, no, I never I never been, man. I've always been that guy that's like, you know. I come in on a Monday, and somebody has to tell me about whatever hip-hop shit that happened to them and their experience over the weekend. <laughs> You're the like, hip-hop yo, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had to go through, I don't know how many, like a year of every nerdy <laughs> dude telling me how I had to watch Hamilton. You're going <laughs> to love Hamilton. You're going to love Hamilton. And I'm like, you Like, I hated it. I still don't like Hamilton, by the way. <laughs> Great job and congrats to the dude. I'm, uh, it's awesome that he represented like that. But I watched it and I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. <laughs> I was just like, dude. dude. Uh, just uh, so like, yeah. So I hate people who don't listen to hip hop or care about rap music. Telling me how many times I watched Hamilton and how I have to go see it. I'm like, come on, bro. You're
0: like, nah, 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 son. Yeah. So I never I never had
1: to, I never had to code switch a lot. You know, I have to code switch a lot in other areas, like, say, um, like, uh, like my in-laws live in Ohio. So Mm. when I go over there, I just chill out, but I don't look at it as code switching. I just look at it as I have these different parts of my life, different ways I act around different people. You know what I mean? For sure. So it's like, you know, when I'm back in the hood, it's 1993 (laughs) and we're talking about 1993. You know what I mean? There's like, no, that's just the way it is. And I know that can't fly anywhere else, you know? That's real. But, um but but that's just how it is, you know? I can, I can adapt. I have to. You know, we all have to be different people sometimes. You can't that's go real. into a bank acting hood, you know what I mean? But that's like, real. especially when you're young, you might feel like I can't compromise. And I don't feel like it's compromising either, but you no. might feel like I got to keep it real all the time. <laughs> and when you're older, you're like, yo, let me see. Maybe I'm going out for this. Maybe I'm trying to get a mortgage. Yeah. Maybe I'm trying to act like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. I could still wear a fitted like I'm wearing right now, but I just need to know yeah. What I'm talking
0: about a little bit yeah. more respectable, and like uh, Dave Chappelle says, you know, like that skit when keeping it real goes wrong. Like, it, it can yeah, go, man, you have to know when to when to pull it back, and yeah, for sure. Like code switching. Luckily, I was in the music industry, and I I didn't really have to code switch, but you know, I had to be professional, and yeah. and it's funny because it's funny that you say that you you were the hip hop dude, and everyone that had any type of hip hop experience. They had to come back on Monday and tell you, and it's funny because I just realized, like, mad years later, everybody was like, oh, part of the time I was in the music industry, everyone just knew me as my government name, and then they knew me as Ritzy, and they are just like, oh, she loves hip-hop. So they always have to, they're the nerdiest people that don't listen to hip-hop, know maybe one song from someone Recently, And they always got to go, yo, <laughs> they email me oh, a yo. They, t- they tell me my face, yo. And I was like, it sounds terrible when it's coming out of their mouth. And then I was thinking the other day, cause I was like in the garage looking for something and I was thinking something and I, I said to myself like, yo, and I was like, I say it all the time, but I don't really notice that I say it, yeah. but I hate that, yep. they t- that they, that's how they greet me. <laughs> like, they're just always like, yo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. Like, there's that, There's like, you know. All right. So, like, I'm forty. I'm forty two, right? So, like, about to be forty three like, in a couple of days. So like, we're <laughs> about to be forty three. So, I'm kind of old enough that we're like, I'll bump into people that I met in my twenties, right? And they're like different people now. Like, they're like, and they're like, "Whoa, dude, dude, you look exactly the same." Like, I can't, dude, you're still on the hip hop thing. I'm like, yeah, this wasn't the phase, motherfucker. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to find myself. I've been this guy. You exactly. know, I a legitimate article, dude. This wasn't a phase for me. Sorry, I was blood. like an urban friend at the time. But I was just like, yo, I'm right or die with this shit, man. This is please, who I am.
0: Please believe it. You know what you get for that? <laughs> How to, how to bring out the the dance the dance the Jamaican horn the dance hall horn for Kano? Oh, please oh, believe God. it. I'm gonna <laughs> use it in future episodes. I'm excited. I'm gonna see how it sounds. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's hilarious because I've never heard anyone else say that too. And so uh, I, it's funny because I was just thinking about that and I was like, oh, that guy do say yo all the time, but they don't get to say it to me. <laughs> They're not about that life. <laughs> yeah. Oh man um so before we move on to something else I wanted to touch upon something that you and I have talked about a little bit is what how is representation not in the actual animation that comes out because we see that slowly changing a little bit and you know voice acting and stuff like that but as far as animators how different was it? Was it very diverse when you started out in um NYC to when you came out to to the the banks?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well when I started animate in my when I started my career in animation, I always thought, you know, I started my career at MTV, and to me, MTV was really diverse. Mm. Right? I always saw a mixed really good mixed group of people. And maybe because it was in New York and maybe because it was MTV, but it was mixed and not just racially, but culturally, you know, you had, you just had all types of what you think MTV would look like mm. if you walked into it, you know? So, uh, so that's how it was. And I always remember that as a uh, fully representational, you know, MTV is where like, I had like gay friends for the first time, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and, 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 Like they were openly gay, you know, it was like cracking jokes about them being gay and they were snapping back, you know, it was that kind of place. So sometimes I feel weird when I hear or I see panels uh, and they're talking about um, representation in the animation industry because I'm like, wait, like uh, (laughs) I've always seen represent. But then again, you know, like I'm not I'm not black, so I don't see that. Yeah. So I don't know how that feels. It might feel a certain way. I know that when I'm in Ohio with my in-laws and we're around family, and we go to like a church on a Sunday, and I'm the only nine non-white person in there, mm-hmm. I feel I don't feel I just feel like oh shit, like I notice it. Yeah. Like it takes a lot for me to feel unrepresented because I always feel like if I'm in the fucking building, <laughs> we represent. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always feel, right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm here now, yeah, yeah. you know? But, uh, so, but sometimes, i that's the only time where I felt like, I was like, wow, it was, it was, it was like, like, I am the only non-white person in here. That's wild, you know? Yeah. And my Japanese uh, sister-in-law. It's me and her. <laughs> <laughs> Rap it for the world, Wrap it for the world. We're just there, like, getting all kinds of looks. Not mean looks, just like, oh, are you guys here with, uh, no, we're here with this family. Some foreign but, students.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: So like let me see. So New York, I always felt it was mixed, right? Um, There is there is a lot of uh, and then when I moved out here, it's mainly been white and Asian, you know, big time. There's some Spanish people, but not. uh, No girls too. There's a lot of there's a lot of
0: females. So white and Asian out
1: here. Yeah, men and
0: women. Got it.
1: Yeah, that was a big difference between New York. There wasn't that many women in the industry. Uh. Not compared. Like I knew all the girls in New York Animation. You made it. So like I knew one. all the girls when I left. <laughs> married one, yep. <laughs> and then uh and then I moved out here and there was like tons of girls, like like all different like races and whatever, and like all of them badasses, like everybody was amazing. Nice. And then um yeah. yeah, so there was definitely more representation in that side. And I could only talk for the studios that I've worked at, the Cartoon Network. I mean, Warner Brothers was a lot. Of, it was heavy white and Asian and everyone's like my age, like middle age, you know, 40 to like older, mm. you know, Cartoon Network. Everyone is very mixed uh, gender, all that. Yeah. And it's young. It's like it's like I'm the old guy when I go to Cartoon Network. I'm like one of the old people. There,
0: <laughs> tell, you know, so like, tell them the tell, tell them tell the story of uh, when someone came in with a new haircut. you're like oh, what's the story? You're like you said someone come would come in and cause you're always the oldest dude and someone would come in and be like ah I see you use the Flo B Oh yeah yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I cl- I clown everybody out you know, I clown I'm that guy who clowns people at work and people don't get it but I do it just to amuse myself. <laughs> I like that. straight up like yeah <laughs> um so yeah this one dude came in with a haircut and i think his wife cut his hair and i was like oh you did that with the flow beat and like i thought it was a funny shit i blew up his spot i was in the pantry and then like three people looked at me like what's a flow beat i was like yo y'all
0: corny man
1: get on your googles man how do you know how you don't know what a flow beat is bro
0: that kills me every time every time Oh yeah, my God! If yeah, you guys gonna, are listening, you either. don't know what a flowy is. You have to see it to believe it. This is the kind of shit they were doing the infomercials at, and we—they're so trying funny, to get man. us to buy it. Oh my God! I, amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I clown on mad people, yo, But everyone kind of like knows what I do. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not offending anyone. I'm just making fun of you, and I'm making fun of you for what you wore to work today. Like, yo, you left the house like that, bro. And then like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still in
0: high school in some ways. I don't know. Oh, the best. The best. You can... Like, let me tell you something about Kano. <clears throat> we have, like, a thread. We're, all, like, pretty much daily, right? And uh, you can always count on Kano to throw some hate. But, like, in fun... In, like, good fun. Like, he's always hating. He's always, like... It's hilarious. Like, it's the best thing ever. Like, as soon as I share something or, like, you know, something goes down, I know... From the corner, boom, here comes Kano with some shit. And it's hilarious. It's like the best shit ever. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, moving on. I wanted to talk about, every. like I said, everyone talks to you about your art and, your, you know, all that shit. They could look that shit up. Um, they could see, you know, watch. I don't know. Are they? I don't know if they're um, archived, but you were recently on Twitch. We were all watching you on Twitch. Uh, the Fat Buddha Bar
1: Oh, yeah, they are archived. Yeah, you could go there and you could watch it on their Twitch TV, uh, Fat Buddha TV. Uh, It's a cool show that they have where they have like sometimes they feature an artist, like a visual artist, and they complement that with a musical artist. Uh, mines, uh we had uh, Large Pro and Juju from the Beatnuts. Juju from the Beatnuts. That was a
0: beautiful thing, Kano, to to watch that unfold. Yeah. Like it was like queens and queens yeah. in the house, and it was like talking about the yeah. old days and hood life, and and you know, uh, you know, getting jacked, and yeah.
1: it was great. I told my I told my wife I was just like felt really I felt really happy talking to him because like. You know, sometimes like people I work with ask me about how I was growing up in New York, and I stop talking about it because at a certain point, it shit sounds like I'm making shit up. Yeah. It sounds like I'm making Say, a yeah. movie, and like it's like I sound like an old guy talking about I scored 20 down. But like I don't lie about that shit. It's real, right? Yeah. So when I have somebody like Juju on there and I'm talking to him and we're talking about the type of neighborhood it was, um, he's he's confirming, you know. And I haven't had that in a long time. Like I don't meet that many people out here that are from my neighborhood, you know, so yeah. or that lived through those years. So to know how crazy it was. But uh, so it's, it's dope just to kind of like talk to somebody and be like, I like, right, see, so you know, so, you know, it's on yeah. record. It's on YouTube video, you know, you can watch it.
0: Exactly. Like legit from that area. Someone to back you up, co-sign all the shit, all the stories you've ever said and shit like that. Like that was that was that was dope. That was amazing. Um, so I figured like that's covered. This ain't for that. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, because of the kind of shit we said, we we can't release old school. You heard show episodes. <laughs> it's just not happening. It's not happening. Uh, right. Because it's it's kind of bad. It's kind of bad. They were fun as fuck though, but it was kind of bad. Um, but yeah. what I want to talk to you about, and it's going to be another constant theme that I'm going to have on here, especially when I talk to all kinds of people, but especially the the men the dudes um especially dudes that come from the quote unquote urban uh you know scene and stuff that 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 a lot of uh you know younger cats kids younger generations can look up to and it's a certain certain um vibe and they're coming from a certain place that you know they're not may not be open to uh thinking certain ways about certain things and i want to talk about health and I mentioned to you guys, when I saw Esteban Oriol, he was on Instagram Live talking to L.A. Taco. And, you know, he's from, he reps the hood hard, right, in in the Latino community and, and reps the hood for all around the world. And here's this dude that so many cats, hard motherfuckers look up to, and they were hearing, like, they were listening to him, but they were hearing him when he was talking about, him being vegan, because the LA taco was like, yo, where's your favorite taco spot? He goes, well, it used to be such and such and such, but now I don't I don't eat meat. And they were like, and then he started getting into it. He was like, yo, because the doctor said if I don't change the way I eat, I'm going to fucking lose my leg. Because <laughs> he has, like, neurological wow. yeah. problems and, you know, and some other things, probably, like, diabetes or something. He didn't get into it, but he's like, I have some neurological shit, uh, yeah. some nerve shit, and I also have this other shit. So he was like, if you don't change... He, cause if you saw him walking around around LA at different events, he would walk like he had a lot of trouble and he had a cane, right? But he doesn't yeah, have a cane. In, yeah, he he doesn't have a cane anymore. I thought maybe he just got injured or something. Like, I didn't know it was like an ailment issue. I, thought, shit. He I <laughs> right? thought he was pimping. Right? <laughs> Next phase <clears throat> of life, he was pimping. Yeah. But it turns out he was talking about, you know, just real talk. Like, no sugar cone. Just the way he talks, you just like, yo, he's like... The doctor said, "I'm gonna lose my leg," so I changed the way I eat. He's like, "I, sh- I wish I would have done it 20 years ago," and just kind of like tossing facts. And I'm like, "These kids are um, on Instagram Live right now. Are from the hood. They live in food deserts. You know, they don't care about what they eat, and they're seeing this dude that they respect, that they they they, they look up to, that never they don't look at as he sold out." you know what i'm saying yeah and they see him like talk about this shit and i you know i you know i'm gonna have like roy choi i don't want to talk about like mental health and all that shit but the, as far as like health i know that you've you've changed you know the way you eat and stuff and i don't wanted to see if maybe you yeah. felt comfortable talking about a little bit about that shit because i think it i think people should know people should hear more about that those types of stories
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel cool um, sharing that stuff. Uh, I'm not a vegan. Uh, I haven't reached that point yet. Um, But uh, I, uh, yeah, no, for me, it was basically like I'm, like I mentioned before, I'm in my 40s now. And, you know, I, uh, like any typical guy, uh, I don't really, you know, if I go to get a physical, I want to make sure like I'm in somewhat shape to get a it physical, it's so, so stupid, like, you know what I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I don't want the doctor telling me fucked up shit about me, like, I don't want to hear it, you know what I mean, Yeah. so, like, I'm the kind of guy to be, like, I'll get a checkup when I'm, like, 20 pounds lighter, how about that, you know what I mean, so, so stupid, we're not ready for like, a, a checkup, yeah, yeah, I don't want to have some some dude telling me shit, like, whatever, so, nobody likes to feel shitty after walking out of a checkup, right, so I told myself, like, at the beginning of the year, uh, I was like, I've been, uh, to be honest, at the beginning of every year for the last five years, I've been like, all right, this is the year I'm gonna get a <laughs> checkup. Da, 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 da. So I said I was gonna do it this year. There's a lot of things that I, you know, I was like, all right, 2020 is the year where I'm gonna do a lot of different shit. Like, I've uh, 2020 came around and and before quarantine, I was like, I finally got a driver, a California driver's license, which had been like not. <laughs> So I finally got that. You know, I was still driving around with my New York shit for the last nine years. So I got that. And then I was like, let me go to the doctor and get a checkup. Let me go to the dermatologist because I had a skin condition. So first I went to the so anyway, it was like a domino effect. Yeah. I went to get that, I went to get the skin checked out. They told me what I had. They gave me things that I had to get done for that. And then that led to me having to get um like some shots and some blood work. And once I took the blood work, the, the doctor called me in and it was like, yo, he told me all the math that was wrong with me. He was like, this is, you know, your high blood pressure, your sugar, your, everything yeah. was out of whack. You know what I mean? So, and I was just like, damn, but like, you know, uh, so it was a reality check, you know? And he was basically telling me like, does this running your family? And if it does running your family, Even if you hadn't had it before, your 40s is when all this shit starts coming back up. So you got to take care of yourself and you got to keep tabs on all this stuff. So I was like, since he put it in numeric terms for me, like he showed me where my blood pressure had to be at. I saw my weight, which had gotten way like higher than I thought. I thought I was like, you know, I thought I was at the number I gave my driver's license. (laughs) I I wasn't anywhere near that. Wrong. So I was like, damn, I play. I was like, I played myself like crazy. So I just like, all right. So I was like, all right, you know, the the Filipino you know, nurse made me feel like shit. I was like, I, I you know, my fucking shirt. Get the fuck out of here. So anyway, after he told me what I had to do, you know, I uh you know, I brought a blood pressure machine and I just cut out everything. You know, I've you know, I've I've gotten in shape before. And worked out, so I know the things I need to do, but I was in my 20s back then. Your body yeah. changes a lot, so now I have to go, like, even harder. and really changed my diet, so, like, I had to cut out, like, gluten and, like, sugar, like a bunch of stuff, right? um So, you know, I just got back, in, and then, like, once, you know, the doctor, I was having checkups with the doctor every week, so it was, like, a significant getting back on track thing, you know? Yeah. He was giving me mad props. And I felt cool to have this relationship with the doctor that was, like, supportive instead of me building this weird kind of, like, hatred against a doctor that I don't want to see. You know? yeah. Like, he's a hater.
0: Like,
1: yeah, I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'm just, he ain't trying to see me live, man. <laughs> but, like, uh, but, yeah. So, like, anyway, anyway, uh, through it, it became, like, a journey. You know what I yeah. mean? And I was, like, really, I, be, I became really, like, uh, I got really into it, and then, after I came down in weight, I started introducing workouts and all the gradual uh, 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 process, and then like we got stuck in quarantine, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go even harder now." Yeah. Like I'm just home and I'm just gonna be cooking, like da da da. So I just went, and yeah, I've just been on track with it, and my health is great now in terms of like all my blood pressure and all that stuff is great. I feel like um, I I just feel better about stuff, you know. Yeah. And then
0: like De also like bien. you know, Thanks. Flacco, thanks. The, the, new, the new nickname, Flacco. Every time I say, oh, I made a lot of Flacco. Get Flacco. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, like, um, and then I, I, supposedly I was snoring before really loud. I don't know. I never heard it. But Blackie was <laughs> like, you're not snoring as loud as you were before. I was ah. like, oh, oh, my bad. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, So all that kind of stuff is, is, uh, is good. And yeah, so I just basically, for me, it was like, yo, my age is at a certain point, And I also also like, you know what I mean? Like I've like in the last five years, I have friends that have just like died in their sleep and shit. And like just heart attacks or people who just kind of like bottom out. And like, yo, like I feel like we're too young for that shit. You know what I mean? Believe, so believe it. I was like, I let me take care of myself. And, you know, my father's in his eighties and he's had his health issues, but he's always rebounded and he's been a pretty strong person. So he's been talking me through like, you know, uh, how to like gradually do it and like control it and like just stay on top of things. So, you know, as much as it sucks to hear, it's just old man shit that you got to get used to doing, Yeah, you know, that's right. basically, you know, party's over. I can't be bullshit and like it's just a responsibility of having to eat a certain way and like uh and and, and just keeping tabs on stuff and it's like, yeah, whatever, I eat like shit and I ate what I wanted to eat for like the thirty years of my life <laughs> so it's just like, it was a good kind of yeah, so I'm like all right i don't I don't miss anything to be honest, yeah, you know, so I'm just like, yeah, uh, whatever, um, but I haven't gotten to like I don't go vegan yet or vegetarian because. I feel like I still need like I cut so many things out of my diet that I yeah. need protein. And I can't Gradual. eat because of my skin condition. I can't eat gluten or any of that stuff. So I have to stay on track. I have to make sure that I'm getting enough uh uh calories and protein and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, man. I, I mean it's a good I just love seeing it, you know, like you you know, we didn't know what was going on and then you just were like, Oh yeah, I you know, the numbers came in and da 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 and I was just like, Oh, I lo- like love to see it and you know uh, you're posting, you know, a little bit, your know, p- pictures of yourself with your peaches at Trader Joe's.
1: <laughs> Yo, you guys, yeah. are, you guys <laughs> people love to hate, man. They love to hate me.
0: I love seeing you it. Love I, love I love the evolution. I love the Yo. confidence and the, you know, the swag, the, thought, the peach swag. <laughs> Yo, you know what got me in trouble? I have to
1: say, uh, my bad uh, latte habit. Uh, that got me in trouble that shit makes you gain weight man that shit is at least for me it did like i would have like a latte and a croissant and that was like i would have it almost every day
0: just the croissant my, alone dude just the croissant alone i know <laughs> i know them shits is fucking
1: good They're man so good. oh my god so, good. so like anyway so that got that all got me into a lot of trouble i think so uh and then like you know uh also based on on you know it's weird too i was getting all these anxieties and stuff before mm-hmm. And I think it was because my uh, blood pressure was high and all yeah. that stuff. But I would, I would kind of like almost like panic. And I never had that before, ever. Yeah. So I was like, all the right, worst. Me, now, I don't ha- now I don't have it at all. Like I just, I think it was connected to my high blood pressure. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that sucks. I, I hate those. Um, panic. I didn't have them either until, until like maybe a couple years ago, like after my surgery. And I had it on the plane. And I was like, what is this feeling? This oh. sucks. Like, it just felt like, like, in the movies, like, like, everything's, like, my blood oh, just, like, dropped, and, like, I started, like, cold sweating, and I was, like, well, what is happening? And I was just, like, I didn't know what to do, because I've never had one, and I was yeah. just, like, luckily, I was just, like, um, I want to just punch everyone here. <laughs> and I was, like, Jeez. I was, like, so I'm just going to breathe and try to calm the fuck down, and I was, like, what the fuck was that? And I was like... I came back, and I was asking, and they're like, that was a panic attack. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah, want that shit wild, again.
1: Man. I got through a thing, too, also, like, when I was having, like, anxiety that one year. Like, I had all these places that I needed to fly. Like, I was flying back and forth a lot, and I'd never been, like, scared of flying or yeah. anxious, whatever, yeah. but I started getting that a lot. I started really panicking, and so I, I started watching these, um, like, it, and if you have, like, a fear of flying or something, like, yeah. go to YouTube and look it up. And there's all these different ways, all these ways of tricking your mind mm. into uh, just relaxing and cooling off. Because what happens is, like, uh, it's, it's called, like, a hijack. Like, your brain gets hijacked by fear, and then you lose control. But they say if you count from 10 backwards, you kind of reset your brain a little bit. Yeah. It's like, it resets it. There's all these little tricks. And I, I wrote them all down. And, like, when the next time I flew, I, I did all of them. And them shits work, man. I was like, yeah. wow, that shit is awesome. Like
0: same like i felt like well, it was well coming on when i was flying the next time and then the last time i flew i was like man i'm i'm, I'm i was kind of shook i was like i don't I don't know how it's going to be. cause Plus, I was going to be in a smaller plane because it was a smaller plane flying from out of oh, here. Man. And I was like, I don't know. I was kind of stressed out. But then I was like, do the breathing, calm it down, da-da-da, feel some shit, like, you know, ground yourself, like, remember some shit. But the breathing helps me so much, like, because it's just like, but you just have to remember. Yeah. But that shit sucks. Um, well, but- like, also, <laughs> also like, on, on the Apple Watch, if you have, like, an Apple Watch, there's, like, mm. a breathing thing there.
1: That shit helped me, like, crazy. Whenever I would have, like, a panic thing, I would just... Like hit the breathing thing and it, 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 it vibrates on your wrist when, when you're supposed to inhale deep and uh, let go, like nice. it helps you do it.
0: Nice. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not fancy. I don't got a, a Apple watch, but must be nice. <laughs> it is nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> must be. Um, okay. Let's go. I got go. apples. I got peaches. <laughs> All the fruits. Um, Let's get into what now has been, now that we've done a couple of episodes, they were called rapid fire questions, but now they're called the not so rapid fire questions. Um, ahead, I think you, I think you cheated a little bit cause you've heard some of the episodes. Oh, excuse
1: me for supporting my <laughs> friend who started a podcast.
0: <laughs> so let's get into it. Other people were blindsided, but here you go. Okay. Um, what are three words to use? What are three words you use to describe yourself?
1: Three words I used to describe myself. You know this.
0: One is urban. No, absolutely not. Here we go. Tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, we're speaking in opposites, huh? We're speaking in opposites.
1: No, this is an audio podcast. They don't know that.
0: Uh, okay, I'm not even. No, that's it. That there it is. There it is. What's the best piece of advice you you've received?
1: Man, oh, the best piece of advice I've ever. Uh, it wasn't advice, but it's a it's a thing I always remember, and I, I actually shared this with you. It was um, it was from my grandmother, and she said it in Spanish. I'll, I'll say see. it in Spanish. Okay. And I'll translate it in okay. English. She said, uh, "This is in regards to house guests. Oh, she said uh he said Hasta el muerto a después de tres días <laughs> so that basically means even a dead person stinks after 3 days <laughs> so if you have house guests that are overstaying they're welcome or they're there too long or if you're staying at somebody's place and they don't say anything 3 days is the limit you need yeah. to make some plans bounce yeah that's
0: <laughs> some that's I always, good
1: I always that good advice yeah you know i was young <laughs> And I was crashing on my friends' places and stuff like that on occasion. It's just like, you know, after some point, it's like,
0: eh. You wear out. You're nope. welcome. You got to roll. Yeah,
1: fam, fam, family or not, yo, it's like I always remember that. Yeah. Always pops in my head. Yep.
0: Your, your abuelita was dropping, the, dropping gems, giving you bars. Yep. Um, so the next one, what are you doing to dismantle the patriarchy?
1: Describe patriarchy. You said that before. I've heard you ask that before, but describe it Yeah, so the
0: patriarchy is like, you know, systems in place that are mostly run by men. Um, Example, you know, the different gender roles, the fact that women don't get paid equally, they get paid less. Um, They're not allowed to be in uh, spaces and places of power. Um, You know, just shit that's, you know, just skewed towards men. Um, everything in life, everything in this world. Uh, so like, what are you doing to dismantle the patriarchy? And when I like, I, especially when I ask dudes, it's like, you know, how are you setting an example so that you're you have a daughter? Uh, how are you setting an example? Or what are you doing to show her <clears throat> that you know, um, she's she she's not gonna she doesn't have to be kept down by the patriarchy. So she doesn't have to be like, well, I can only do this because this is for girls only. This is what girls do. This is what women do um you know or i can't do that cuz i'm a girl like you know that type of shit that mentality that's that's what's basically ingrained in us since since jump
1: okay um uh thanks for explaining that to me uh, i think that with that kind of stuff uh speaking someone like um all right so for like my daughter she's like 13 right Yeah. she's growing up in a world where she almost doesn't really even have to um she does that's almost like not an obstacle for her, right? Yeah, so that's great. But for older kids, like, say, what I love doing is like, um, you know, when I go to speak to schools, uh, to like my old high school about careers in animation, and there's girls that are answering questions, I try to reinforce that there is a heavy women presence in the industry nice. and that they're writers, also, and they're creatives, and they're they're a force of nature, right? Yeah. I make sure to let them know that, uh, my wife is an artist that, you know, that, uh, I also, I try to big up as many people as I can online. Uh, of course, not just anyone, but people that I know. Right. So uh, if, if it's like, from like, I follow a lot of female skaters, you know, cause I just think it's dope. And that's something that Um, like I was wrong about that when I was younger, Mm. you know, when I was younger, I felt like girls only skated to try to be around guys that they liked, (laughs) you know? And I was just like, and I never saw a girl, I never saw a girl bust her ass hard enough and keep skating to, for me to respect that they could do it. Yeah. But now it's a completely total different ball game. And I, I respect it like crazy. So I try to support it whenever I can. And I try to like, you know, repost or follow or comment or share also like whenever i have female friends that are 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 doing stuff in any kind of creative space i always try to repost it or share it or acknowledge it just so people see that i'm not just like this guy that's just like posting about about guy stuff like you know yeah. it's okay it's for you big up like your sisters and that are doing shit it's just yeah. kind of like why not because i mean it it does matter it's like there are like little girls that want to do the stuff, you know? Or there's, I wouldn't say even say little girls. There's, like, grown women that need to be empowered to want to go for theirs, you know what I mean? You and if they it. see it, you know what I mean? And if they see it, then, you know, that's more who I'm talking to when I'm repping that. Like, the little girls, they're kind of, like, they know what's up. They know more than we do, you know what I mean? That's it's true. like, but, like, the people that are, like, 10 years younger than us, they're still kind of like, man, I don't know, I I, I try to... I try to share it and spread spread the knowledge, I guess.
0: Yeah. You yeah. do you do I will say that you do a good job of that and you're you never mention and say like, oh she's good for a girl. You're just like, oh, she's dope, you know. Da, da, da. Yeah, she's it, dope. You recognize that and stuff like that. But I and I've asked you we've asked this before on the on the thread, but have you seen Betty yet?
1: I have not seen Betty. I have not seen Betty, but I follow almost all those girls on uh
0: yeah, on social I, media. I think you'll I think you'll really like that because they also show dudes in there. But I mean, it's just I mean, and it's your city. Well, like, like your city's like a big, you know, character in it and stuff. And I love it. I love you know, it so much. It's so
1: cool to like see that, man. It's so cool to see like Rochelle and like Rihanna and those girls that skate. They're so first of all, they're good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they they take the falls and they bust their asses and they come back and you could tell by the way they skate that they're committed and they're the genuine article. Yeah. And it's just dope to see that because you know, and not only that, but if you follow them on social media, they're very welcoming to any girl that wants to start skating.
0: And that's, that's the dope thing. That's the dope thing. Yeah. And, and that's what I like about the show too. And, you know, uh, we talk about it here a lot, like back in the days, that wasn't the thing because there weren't that many spaces that allowed girls or women in them. So if you're the one, there can only be room for one. So if someone else tries to come up, they, they push you down. Like you try to push them down because you're like, no, nah, yeah. you ain't taking my spot. There's only one spot, you know. And now, you know, the, the girls coming up, the couple of generations behind us. They don't know what that is. They don't know that feeling. They're all inclusive. They're like, yo, let's let's roll together. Let's unite. Let's do all like I yeah. love it. Like, love that shit. Um, okay. This one I changed it up for for a few people. This this next one. Um, what's the song that you play to get you to get yourself hyped? The
1: song that I played to get myself hyped. The split hype for what? Like. Are we going to the club tonight?
0: Like, am I trying to? Do I have to beat like a deadline? You're gonna get a deadline. Like, whatever. It's universal. That universal track that gets you hyped. Like, oh, man. Like, I need, I need some oomph. I need, like, you know, I'm about to paint the wall. I'm about to like go in front of a group of people, or I'm about to like, I need to crush this shit. But I need, like, I'm kind of like, I need to get hyped. What? Like, you know, mine is "We Made It." Uh, Ghostface Killer. Like, it gets me hyped every time. I, it's, it's the right level. of hypeness and rawness and like it it, it always works for me in Mm. any in any in any situation.
1: All right. So damn that's tough because for me like I can listen to any mob anything by mob (laughs) Deep and I'll do that. You know what I mean? Anything by Mob Deep. Um if 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 I'm flying to New York for New York Comic Con and it's about to be a poppin' ass time. Yeah. you know I'm landing to Empire State like that's got to be <laughs> on my headphones, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then when I'm coming when I leave New York and I'm coming back to California, and I know wifey and the kids are here, you know, throwing some rocket, man.
0: <laughs> I see you. You got for different things for different moods yeah, for different man. modes. I'm,
1: my life's a movie. That's how I play. Got <laughs> to have a soundtrack.
0: Love it. Love you, it.
1: You see. You see me in my instagram stories with pouring my tea you know what's up oh i know i gotta have different music i gotta have different music you it's gotta like
0: for your tea and i'm sure maybe you have different music for your your hummus that you love so much
1: well, you guys hate you guys hate it on my hummus right <laughs> look how many people eat hummus now
0: <laughs> oh okay final question before we bone out of here what will be your legacy
1: Oh yeah. I've heard you ask this. This is a tough one. I was trying to figure it out cause I don't want to get too, too up on myself, but I guess my legacy would be that, um, uh, shit, I guess I want, I, I guess my legacy, and what I want to be remembered as is just a person who kind of, uh, was loyal to their art and loyal to the things in his life and was able to build uh, a really nice life for himself. And I, and I think that's that's basically it. Yeah. Like I feel like uh, I don't know. I want to keep it simple without getting too preachy. But I feel like that that's it. I just stayed loyal to the things that I love, and uh, they they stayed loyal back. I guess. You yeah,
0: know? I think so. I I think that's real. I think definitely. I you no one could say that Kano is a fair weather fan or a fair weather friend. <laughs> uh, uh, whether you know what I'm saying? Like I've known you now ten years. It's a significant amount of time, and
1: I know it's you're crazy. the same.
0: You're the same motherfucker since before. And now that I, the only thing that's yeah. changed, I think for me is that now, you know, since I became a mom, uh, a magical motherfucking warrior, is that I understand so much more, and I see that you, you know, you came out with us, but you you weren't out with us all the time. Like you're a good, you're like a. You're really a good father. And I don't know if I've ever told you that, but like you're a good dad. Like you know what I'm saying? I I like I like what I'm hearing now that I understand it because I'm in that world. I was like, ah, he's a good dad. Like, you know, he
1: Oh, you mean like as as opposed to you guys giving me shit for not (laughs) for not coming out?
0: Yeah, you know, I wasn't knowing. I I never thought I'd have children. So I was like, I don't get this life. Like, ah, come on. Like, oh,
1: look who's showing up fashionably late. Oh my bad. I had to give my daughter a bath before I came out tonight. (laughs)
0: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it, it, I think all those things you said, I, I think it for sure is your legacy because, you know, you, you, you don't change, and that's one of the reasons, you know, I, I, I love you because you're you're crazy, you're NYC Thanks. to the to the fucking death and I love that shit you're so hardcore um so it's it's good man oh there was one thing I wanted to talk about but that'll be for some other time
1: Uh, uh, I know you're on the time restriction here but I'll let that some other time what is it it? Let's,
0: let's let's get a preview I wanted to chime in on the
1: N word a little bit. You oh, and
0: oh uh, no, let's talk about that shit because you and we your d-
1: peeps were talking about we it. We did.
0: We mentioned you on episode two I on Not Productions light, and we mentioned you because you when we you and I have had discussions. You were just like, nah. Like I say that shit all the time. We just say it. It doesn't matter.
1: Oh, okay, well, i on a <laughs> it. Actually, does matter. Okay? okay, and I don't say it all the time. I mean, anymore, over there, I do say. It yeah. So basically my relationship with the N word coming from New York is that we use it like crazy. If you're black and Hispanic, that's like the same thing growing up in New York City. So you say it all the time, like <clears throat> especially, if, you know, Spanish kids are really guilty about saying it. Probably even more. Well, right. Yeah. But it's just it definitely is a term of endearment where I come from. That's just how you talk. Um, even to the point of, if you really wanted to dig deep in a Spanish household, uh, um, uh, your mom, if your parents are together and you're living at home, your mom will even refer to her husband as her negative. Like that yeah. is, that is very popular in Puerto Rican households and in Dominican households and in, in, in South American. It's just like, it's a term of affection, right? So, so, like,
0: even if, he, if, even if he is Negro or not, like, even if he's not. Correct. Ah, oh, got it, Correct. got it.
1: Mm. So, you, so, you get that. So, if you're a Spanish kid growing up with that in your house, of course, you get the green light to say it in English. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah right? that
1: makes so sense. Like, so, like, I grew up using that word heavy in my neighborhood. Um, so, you know, it was always the kids that left my neighborhood and went to college Right. The uppity ass dudes that we used to call went to college and came back and tried to educate the hood. Yo, that's not woken up. I mean, like, shut the fuck up, man. Who cares what you think? Right. Yeah. So like, that's how we always reacted to college kids. You know, where was the black kids or the Spanish kids that went to college and read their Che Guevara books and came back trying to educate? What like, Get the fuck out of here. Like we in the hood, we just wasn't up on that. Right. So anyway, when it became a thing that you couldn't say it anymore, like you can't, like I felt a certain way. I felt like, I felt like we redefined that word to mean something good. So then they have somebody from, from a college come back and tell us that it was bad. And we were, it was like, they were giving that word the power back. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, so it was, it was weird. So I, I felt I was young and kind of, like, stupid, so I felt like, yo, nobody's gonna tell me how to talk, man. I'd say whatever the fuck I want to <laughs> say, you know? And, you know, people always say, yo, you say what you want to say, but you might get punched in the face. Real. Well, I was down for that, too. Then swing. Yeah. And like, let's, let's, shoot, let's shoot a fair one, then. Like, whatever, right? Because we were about that life. So, anyway... <laughs> But it took it took me getting older to understand, like, no, you idiot. If it's offending people, maybe you shouldn't fucking say. <laughs> it. You know what yeah, I mean?
0: That's right.
1: Like, but I had to grow into that. And I also had to have like, uh, you know, my brother was with his girl and she was black and they had kids. I don't have nephews, and do I wanna be using that shit around my nephews? Like, yeah. no. You know, I, if they hear from somebody else, that's fine, but I can't be holding that I can't be representing that no more, you know? Yeah and like you just get older out of this shit but like there was a certain point in my life where like you couldn't tell me not to say it like yeah. i'll fight you for the right to say that <laughs> first, yeah i mean like just, so that's how i felt and like uh i just wanted to chime in on that because i i always want to talk to people and like you know and 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 i work with people who will say it uh this is one dominican girl i work with out here she's from new york she's from uh-huh. she's from washington heights she gets so hood every time she sees me. She can't wait to see me. So as soon as she says, like if I don't hand something in and she's collecting something, she'll drop the she'll drop the end bomb like crazy. I can tell it makes people uncomfortable. I bet. It makes, it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, yo, what are you doing? But she's younger, she's so hood. You know, I'm just like, yo, 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 yo. yo. You know you're in, you know we're not in New York anymore. right? right? So Like Oh, uh, but, yeah, but it, it's bugged out, too, because, like, you know, right now, 2020, if I go back to my neighborhood and we hang out on the block, everyone talks that way. Everyone yeah. still drops as gay or whatever, yeah. all that. It's just, like I said, it's like the 90s. And at first, it's jarring to me. I'm like, yo, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then it's just like, oh, man, this is just like old times. This is so dope. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to give my two cents about
0: that. No, I appreciate and, uh, that because you know why your, your story shows like the evolution. Like you evolved and you you saw. You know, of course, it, when you when you grew around it and it was a term of endearment and you were young, you're just like, nah, you're not gonna tell me not to stop saying that shit, right? It was just different for us because you know it wasn't something that was said around us. It was always bad, you know. It didn't matter if it was yeah, with yeah. GGA or you know ER. It didn't matter. Like it was always a bad thing. But there was people that felt like they they could say it because just be just on the strength, not because of their hood, but just on the strength because they listened to the music. And it's like, nah, nah, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I I appreciate you bringing it up and talking about because I did want to talk to you about it. And then the fact that you you know you evolved and changed, and you know you saw that like you know. It it change, it changed, you know what I'm saying? And um I think it's hilarious that, you know, that your Dominic, Dominican friend, coworker, Washington Heights, hella Dominican, um, you know, coming coming to Cali and just being like, Oh, here's my here's my, you know, NY brother. Let me just, you know. Yo, she's been here as long as I
1: have. It's oh. not like she just got here. She's been here. I was just like, What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you don't have to do that. Hilarious. Yeah. Well,
0: Kano, I appreciate it, man. You coming on here um and talking all that shit. You you gave me everything I wanted, you know? The right. the hood, right. <laughs> uh, you know, the health, uh, and shit like that. Yeah. A little bit of the N-word.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, since I don't I gotta ask you, are we still uh, are, are we still boycotting Goya? What's going on with that? Is
0: yeah. That a thing? Yeah. Uh, and so first world problems right now i ordered some food right and i ordered like frozen platanos plantains but they didn't have what i wanted so they substituted with goya (laughs) oh and i was like oh like you know i bought this shit i can't you know i'm gonna eat it and then and then the and then uh supernatural bear was like i thought we I was like, we're not, this was a mistake, but we're going to eat it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need these pl- these platanos right now. <laughs> those, but yeah, those yeah, Goya. Platanos. But I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that were like, no, fuck Goya. Now they're just like, oh, I just need the Sasson and I need the. the... <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm bad with that. I'm
1: like, uh, I don't really, I'm really bad at boy kind of shit. I like. <laughs> Things that I things that I like. I'm like yo, I, I'm trying to live my life, man.
0: It it, it like, is tough. It is tough. And also for me, it was I haven't yet on only on accident, but the Goya pre the Goya premium black beans. Man, they're my fucking favorites. You don't play yourself,
1: man. Come back. Come back. To Goya. Come
0: back to come back to the Goya side. Come back to the dark side. Come
1: back, man. If you stop buying Goya, then uh, then then there's a whole bunch of aren't there a bunch of workers that won't be working in those factories I <laughs> I'm don't sure know.
0: it's all fucked that's up that's how dude. I
1: justify it that's how I justify it to myself
0: <laughs> yeah you're helping the people the workers la, la gente um all right then man thanks man I appreciate it all right cool
1: Same what's up to the fam peace yeah yo you know what it is it's the people's chant your boy Kano Artists at large. And since Ritzy didn't let me talk about my art stuff on the podcast, I just want to let y'all know, I do murals, I design toys, I do graphics, I illustrate, I also work in cartoons. Whatever you need, yo. If the bag is right, then I'm the one you're looking for. You can follow me on Instagram, at Kano Kid. Hit me at Twitter, at Kano. And my website is www.kanokid.com. Word to your mother's mother. Peace.
0: And now, introducing... The Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural, Supernatural Bear. Bear. Hello, this is the Supernatural Bear. And um, I just want to talk a little bit about representation. It really matters. And what Uncle Kano did in a Nick Jr. show that I used to watch called and the Monster Machines is invent and help design a character of color. And I just think that is awesome. Representation matters. Hope you guys think the same. See ya. Peace. SMB is out. Peace. that was uh the mild mannered hooligan (laughs) as he called himself uh thanks to kano kid for coming through good person good dad you know check him out on his instagram because he loves to post with his peaches in front of trader joe's and he he brings out different kicks and stuff (laughs) um no but i love that dude so I wanted to just say real quickly, just you know, triple, quadruple check that you guys are registered with the right address, with the right name. Any periods, dashes, whatever, whatever, because they are really out here trying to do the most. Um, f- friends that have you know signed up to work at polling places have been giving us the tea, and it's a hot mess. So, do whatever you can to make that vote happen. Also, super quick, maybe you didn't know, but we have a store on the Word to Your Mama site. That is right, kids. A store, a shop, if you will. You can purchase a Stevie Wonder Pen, a Prince pen. They're both are illustrated by moi, and bonus, the Voltron pins illustrated by the Supernatural Bear are up there as well. So check that out. Also, if you were like, oh, you know, I'm cool. I don't need a pin, but I, what other ways can I help out? You could for sure leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the next level, go and hit the donate button that we have on our page on the website. Yeah, kids. A lot of ways, a lot of ways to help spread the word. I appreciate you listening. And uh, the feedback that we've been getting has been fantastic. So thank you so much. It makes all the hard work worth it. And again, as always, love and peace to Liberty and the family who are finally out of quarantine, have their new joint in New Zealand with an amazing view of the ocean and uh, living that COVID-free life. Because some places in the world had great leadership by women and um, they're out of there. We'll be in here for a long ass time. Wear your mask, kids. (sighs) All right, then. Peace. We reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy P. The intro beat is produced by Nico Beats. And as always, it's brought to you by ritzyperiwinkle.com. DorianSharp.com and PanoplyBPO.com.